You are listening to episode number 366 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send an email to 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So we hit another milestone while we were gone. Since, since the last time we did a show, uh, we hit our 10-year anniversary of the launch of 360 Vegas podcast. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. That's awesome. What What's the uh, exact day? What, what was the 10th anniversary day? Uh, I believe it's the 13th. It's the 13th or the 11th. I don't know why I'm flip-flopping on those two right now. but Sure, sure. Um, yep. Well, then very it makes cool. me very easy to figure out how long we've been doing the show now. I didn't realize that you started it 10 years ago, which, again, with our 25th and that being 10, now I always know. There you go. Take yep. however long we've been married in minus 15. <laughs> Math. <laughs> you had a lot of that last weekend, didn't you, Tony? I, I did. God. <laughs> Trying to go on vacation. You got to deal with numbers. <laughs> That's awesome. Fortunately, I left it to you to do the where, when the uh, math really counted. And fortunately, like, are you sure about that number? And I'm like, no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had we, my wife double check. We, we caught a couple of things just, just, uh, just in the nick of time. So all we good. Did. It all worked out well. Yes, it did, and we will discuss that momentarily. So we should probably then get into the show. Ooh, hey, listen, for what it's worth, I do have a beverage in front of me. I just haven't been drinking it yet. So as we get further through, I'm sure my tongue will untie itself. Uh, Okay. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. Celebrity chef deals with Caesars Entertainment require the personality to visit his or her Las Vegas restaurant or restaurants at least once a year for at least 24 consecutive hours. Contracts also require the chef to be photographed in their restaurant restaurants. We got that from Vital Vegas. That, that hmm. seems like a minimum amount of time to yeah. spend in a restaurant that has your name on it. It's fair. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Next up, Twitpick of the Week. A sizzling photo of just how sexy light bulbs can be when you group thousands of them together. Throw a couple of mirrors strategically placed to overwhelm the senses in the best way it can be done legally, and you get the plaza's pork cashore. Shared by at Las Vegas locally with a hat tip to at Sumacorp. Once your senses get done absorbing all this glowing awesomeness, you realize the Easter egg, the view down Fremont Street, as it was before Slotzilla and the canopy came to be. Since we don't see that the mint signage is there, it can be determined that this photo is at least post-1988 acquisition, or Binion's post-1988 acquisition of the property. 
uh, all I got to say is it's absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. It's it clearly is a relatively old commercial because the Lincoln vehicle uh, is an older Lincoln right. looking car <laughs> uh, and the Las Vegas club is still up and running. Glitter Gulch is there. Vegas Vicky is still lit up in the in the background there. Um, but it, you're right. You're absolutely right. Watching these these bulbs just reflecting off from this black car. And so it's at night. So everything just really pops and it's super bright. Super cool. I, I get I absolutely get why. Uh, why you pick this one. This one's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and I thought, Tony, your favorite pick, a part of the picture would be the fact that the canopy was, was not there. Oh, shit. You're right. I, d- bad Tony for not even catching that. Well, and, that was, and Mark said it in his description. <laughs> Well, I mean, I wasn't talking. I, right. I right. <laughs> Pay attention, Tony. Come on. I know. Sorry. <laughs> as always, we will uh, link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. what we've all shown up for gang let's do a 360 vegas vacation 10 recap yeah so pregame actually started for us on friday that's when tony and jen got into town and um we uh we kicked off uh there or the pregame with uh with toasted brunch toasted is what it was called right right yeah this is a place that karen had recommended and uh i don't know what, what did you think of toasted I thought it was wonderful. The, the food in and of itself was fantastic. One of the things that I did think that I wanted to point out to listeners who haven't yet had an opportunity to come to Vegas, when you do come to Vegas, make sure you've packed plenty of patience because <laughs> just like in your hometown, in your home favorite restaurants and bars that you've got, uh, you have slow service because every place is just under staff right now. Great problem to have. Lots of jobs, not enough employees to fill those jobs. Great problem to have. But the problem, of course, that means is you're going to have to deal with relatively slow service. Uh, that was certainly the case everywhere. And we'll talk about this in a couple of other places. But mm-hmm. we noticed it right up front when we first got to Toasted Brunch. I think we probably got the manager. The manager was our server. And so he just had weight. Like we were watching him. There was a a, a little water line break outside where, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the misters are and so he had to <laughs> yeah. deal with that so you could just tell he was dealing with actual operations as well as trying to bring us food and drinks and whatnot but the food in and of itself absolutely outstanding as i said to to karen and and you and my wife if i lived in vegas i would make my wife go there every single day so i could just eat my way through that <laughs> breakfast menu because it, because it is it's just a brunch menu so you're yeah. getting mainly breakfast foods but they're doing it in such creative ways you started off the the whole trip with just right out of the box a dynamite eatery. Yay! So happy. All right. So then, well, with I uh, I enjoyed what it is that I got. Um, I think it was a better idea as a sandwich. I got a French to- or I got Elvis French toast. Um, right. That had like bananas and peanut butter and, and bacon. bacon. Yeah. Like in the, it, it looked like a sandwich. Yeah. When it came out, like they had two big pieces of super thick like Texas toast size French toast right? that, you know, then, then they layered the bananas and the peanut butter, the bacon in the middle and then cut it in yeah. half and sort of laid those two halves on the plate. I think, I think my head, since I had ordered French toast was expecting syrup with what I got and, and they didn't, Oh, you didn't get syrup it. at all. No, huh? no. Interesting. Oh. So that was, that was, yeah, that, that would have gone great over that. 
over that French toast with the bananas and the peanut butter. Yeah. Add that <laughs> sweetness from the maple syrup to kind of that, that, right, that right. nutty flavor yeah, of, what the, I'm saying. Uh, of the peanut butter. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Surprised they didn't. I wonder if it was just, again, perhaps potential mm, overlooking less than yeah, stellar man. observations. Yeah. Well, and, and I got the, uh, the shrimp and grits, which I've had there before. And yeah. it's, um, some of the best outside of, you know, like New Orleans wow. that I've had, but it comes with a fried egg on top and, and dewy sausage chunks in it and stuff. So yeah, it's nice. mine was good. And I think Tony, you got a burrito, didn't you? I did. I did. I got the breakfast burrito and my wife got some sort of uh, Sammy that was either on a croissant or brioche bun, whatever it was, though. She said it was so tender and f- the, the bread was super right. soft, really flaky. And that's what you want in a sandwich. I, listen, part of the reason why I don't typically order sandwiches ever is because particularly if they toast the bread, you just shred the, the top r- of your yeah. mouth when you bite into that bread. And so I just I, I stay away from almost all sandwiches uh, because. I don't want that to happen. My wife was so happy with how just light and fluffy the bread was. It wasn't heavy, so she could eat more of the bread itself, and it didn't overpower what was in you know in between the buns. Yeah, I was gonna say once once we uh, once we finally got our food, it was good. It did it took us quite a bit of time to get that, or even beverages, or even Mm -hmm. which again I was disappointed in because I'd I'd been there before. Granted, it was pre-pandemic, but yeah. yeah. All right, so after that, we ended up going to batching. Now, what am I talking about batching? Well, we had to get ready for the 360 Vegas Cocktails live <laughs> event. So why don't you guys talk about what you had to do? Oh, what we had to do that day or what Tony had to do in general or what I had to do in general? Because well, okay, all of I'll these things <laughs> can be discussed. Well, Karen, why don't you tell folks what you had to do prior to my wife and I getting into getting town? In town? What, because I'm going to... I'll. I'll I'll have like three sentences to say about batching because you did all of the heavy lifting up front. So share with folks all the things you had to go through. So, I mean, it started a couple of weeks ago because we, we started with the uh, the coffee uh, tincture or um, bitters that we made. Uh, and so I had to get coffee beans steeping in Everclear and then also had to uh, steep some banana chips in Jameson. Um, and I actually had to do that a couple times because the, the banana chips soaked up so much of the Jameson, we wouldn't have had a, enough to do a full batch. Right, so I, I right. had to do a second and actually a, a third um, batch of that to get it to work. Uh, then I had to do the simple syrups, which were, um, there was a pecan simple syrup, there was a brown sugar simple syrup, um, a vanilla simple syrup, and I did not do the sweet and sour mix. I saved that for you because I figured you'd have to you know, have some fun juicing all the lemons. <laughs> and then it was putting together, I think that was all specifically for the cocktails I had to do, but then it was putting together the little gift bags that, um, and I guess they weren't really gift bags because they were kind of like tool necessities that they needed for the cocktail yeah, hours. Potato, potato. <laughs> but yeah, I had, to, I had all those you know, set up and ready to go. So yeah, I, I did all that pretty much before uh, you and your wife got into town. Absolutely. It was, it was, I, and so, you know, part of the thing is, is my wife and I just, my wife and I just kept saying to Karen, listen, we're going to come into town on Friday so that we can help you do all of these things. <laughs> Never thinking that you would be like, no, no guys, really, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it before you get into town so we can maximize our time together. So when we got back to the house, all that was really left to do was then to take and measure out the appropriate amounts of uh, Jack Daniels and and um, 
gosh, what was uh, the best? Jameson's and the vodka and the gin and the, yeah, all yeah, of the. Vodka. And so, um, Karen had purchased these really large. What would you? What do you think they were? Probably two gallon. No, they were gal- gallon size a piece. Yeah, yeah, they were only gallon and a piece, which was, was kind of surprising. Was? Well, yeah, <laughs> our friends drank a gallon's worth of um, <laughs> four <laughs> gallons worth of alcohol. Well done, kids. I'm I'm very proud of our friends. Well, and, 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 and to be honest, there was some left because we were we were sipping and snacking on it after hours. So, um, you know, they didn't drink all of it, but they drank a good chunk of it. Absolutely. And that's and that's what it came down to was just putting the alcohol and the simple syrups and the in the mixers into their respective jars. But it was so much fun because I said, all right, well, now, Karen, for this one, we're going to need 90 ounces of Tennessee <laughs> whiskey. And she just comes around the bottle with the largest <laughs> yes. bottle of, of Jameson I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I mean, it was it was beautiful to look at some of the sides. But again, we can't get in Michigan. We can't get those size of of bottles. I think oh, yeah. they were 1.75 liters. It was huge. Well, and, that, was, and the bottle was. of Gentleman Jack that we got to for the uh, the smashes, that one was gigantic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was a lot of it was a it lot was. of alcohol. It oh, was. And and I, it, was oh. it was a lot of fun to put together. I I know I said it during the cocktail events. I will repeat it right now here for God and everyone to hear. <laughs> Thank you for all of the work that you did for for listeners at home. Uh, Karen was sending me pictures of, of their living room and it looked like an Amazon distribution center with just boxes and boxes <laughs> and boxes of stuff that just kept arriving because she was ordering everything off from Amazon and getting the stuff delivered. And it was just the most gorgeous uh, <laughs> sight to, to, to behold. I, I was, so, I was yeah, glad when it's, it's all gone and it's now out of our house. Although no doubt. there's a couple of things now with these four, you know, gallon jugs that I have. I'm like, all right, where am I going to store these and what am I going to do with this stuff? But <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have it figured out. So after we were done batching, we went out to Red Rock and we took old T-Bone to T-Bones. <laughs> but uh, what do you what do you recall from this experience? I don't I don't recall it. it like like <laughs> so, I, I, I don't think uh, I, and I know that sounds like I got hammered, but that's not what I mean. What I mean is um, there was nothing memorable about this. You know, like it was it was a good meal, but there's nothing like I'm like, oh wow, T-Bones, you got to go to T-Bones. Right. I agree. Listen, for T-Bones has been on both my and my wife's want to try list for a very, very long time for two reasons. Number one is it's at Red Rock. And I just I absolutely love Red Rock Hotel and Casino. One of these days, I'm my wife and I'll come out. We'll let you guys know when it is. We're going to probably spend no more than two nights in town, but we're going to spend both nights at Red Rock because <laughs> we just want to camp out there you know when when my wife was going to grab a a pack of smokes we kind of looked down over the 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 second floor down to Mm -hmm. where that bar area sits i'd love for the four of us to just sit there not do a darn thing but hang out talk to one another and order the most beautiful cocktails in one of the most beautiful bars i've ever seen the whole (laughs) casino is gorgeous so that was part of the reason why we wanted to go is just as an excuse to get back to right red rock I wanted to go out there because, you know, it's kind of my nickname and I wanted to give it a try. <laughs> um, it was it was good. Not great. Um, probably how my wife would also <laughs> assess T-bones. Yeah, even, but I'll move on. <laughs> and so it was listen, the service was 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 very good. The ambiance was mm-hmm. was cool. There was that kind of fire behind 
Karen and my wife that, that was right. for us sitting on the other side of the table looking at it beautiful my wife said she thought she was going to spontaneously combust she was just so hot because of we the had a lot of concerns about that last uh, earlier this week <laughs> what's that with the heat I said we had a lot of people general. concerned about you know, the heat yeah See, I yeah, was I was, was totally comfortable sitting in front of that fire at the yeah. restaurant. We should have put Mark on that side. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's fair. Hindsight being what it is, we probably should have. But listen, the food was good. It wasn't great. I don't know that if we did go back and stay for two nights, do this two night gig at, at Red Rock, that we would put that on our to eat at place. Just with so many other really great sounding restaurants that Red Rock has. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd um, probably recommend at least getting Hearthstone and Blue Ribbon Sushi on the list if, oh, if you go ep- back there. We, we tried absolutely. Hearthstone and it was it was already booked up so that was part of the reason why we're like, alright, nice. well we'll just do Yeah, you'll catch a running theme here. Everything was booked. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But all, all things considered, wonderful night. As a matter of fact, I could not stop hitting quads right while i was playing video nice. poker it got to the point it was so funny the last day in town i turned to my wife and i said you know there's a small part of me that just wished i would have camped out at that specific video poker for the entire five <laughs> days just i said i probably have four hundred fifty thousand dollars at this point from from quads and she said do you know you would look like mr burns because you would sit there not sleeping drinking the entire <laughs> five days away and when you went outside your eyes would literally melt out because you hadn't seen sunlight <laughs> for the five days that you were staying <laughs> in, a, in a video poker screen but boy oh boy was that fun i that was that was just the beginning of a really great a really great trip yeah because nice. we hung out and we played at red rock for a little bit and um that's a. What did you guys do that evening? I know I, as, as usual, I always crash early. We stayed up and talked and then crashed. All right. I mean, nothing. Nothing eventful. No. All right. So then the next morning, we tried the Cracked Egg Brunch. This is a brunch place that's located pretty close to where we live. Well, it's walking distance right. to our house. Right. And which is convenient. Tony, what was your impression of the Cracked Egg? I, I will tell the listeners what I said to you and Karen. Well, I, I said it mainly to you, Mark, and, and you, 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 you know, you kind of ribbed me on it because I, I, my point is to say I would be 800 pounds if I could walk to this particular <laughs> restaurant. If I lived where you lived and I could walk to this restaurant, I would be 800 pounds because the food was just outstanding. Again, it was another breakfast brunch locale which is just my jam you know you think that that there what can you really do with eggs and bacon oh toast and right and, yeah the cracked <laughs> egg shows you what they can do with eggs and bacon and sausage and it was just absolutely dynamite loved it loved it loved it and 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 when karen kind of drove us around and showed us all right so take a look at this little area spot here now, I'm going to go around the block here, see where I had just pointed to. You're looking at the other side of it. Now, right. look over there. That area is where our house is. Like, you guys truly weren't kidding when you said you could walk to it. Oh, and it is. It's less than five dying. minutes. Yeah, it's less than five minutes. Well, and then you guys also have a, uh, I don't know what it was called, but the some pint. sort of fun. What's it called? The, the pint. pint. Yes, 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 yes. Some very fun sounding video poker joint that you can, I assume they comp your, your drinks if you're playing video poker. Yes. Uh, no. <gasps> no. no. Oh, no shit. No, they don't do that. Uh, Only the big casinos do that. The smaller places no. don't usually. Um, but no, it also has, I mean, it's got some pretty decent food as well as some fun drinks. And then they do, um, you know, karaoke, I don't know, a couple nights a week or right, something like right. that. So, but yeah, that's, that's also right there with that, within that walking distance. How fun. That one you is even more couple, convenient. Get a couple of drinks, do some karaoke and then stumble back home. Yep. That's, right. Exactly. 
So then after that, we ended up, uh, we needed to go check into our, well, we didn't need to, but we wanted to go check into our uh, <laughs> our respective rooms. Karen and I stayed at Circa, and Tony and Jen stayed at the Apache Hotel at Binion's. Karen, what was your impression of Circa's room? I really liked it. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I liked the look of the casino and stuff, and, and I was happy to see that that just sort of carried up um to the hotel aspect of it itself that right. it was I thought it was interesting the the hotel like the the hallways were actually black which I thought was a really brave color you know color choice but it just worked really well there was plenty of lighting mm-hmm. um you can tell it's new cuz it just looked fantastic right, but right. even the rooms like yeah cuz I think after the first night we zonked out actually both of the nights we stayed there we did not get up until no, that bed was super pretty comfy. late and I was surprised so fortunately, like coming to bed like late at night, there you didn't have the like Circus Swim was shut down, so you didn't have the music thumping from that. But right. then even in the morning, once it kicked back up again, I think I woke up once and I heard it, but it wasn't so loud that it kept me up. Like you just right, sort of rolled right. over and went back to sleep. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I was a big fan of that property, although we did have one complaint about the uh, end tables. They only have yeah, the one major. Yeah, they end don't table. have a nightstand on the one side of the bed, right. which meant you didn't. I didn't have any place to plug my phone in, like right next to me. I had to do it on the other side of the room, which I don't like because yeah. you know the phones, the alarm clock, and the clock and the. All the other stuff. So right, right. But yeah, that was my only complaint about the room. Tony, what was your uh, thoughts on the Apache Hotel at Binion's? As a room itself, we really liked it. It was a very comfortable room. They had re- just recently redone them, hence the reason they brought the the hotel back online and, and started renting them out again. Though, if I had a, a practical aspect that is more of a complaint Binion's per se than it is about the Apache Hotel, it's that they don't have a bell desk so when we got there and they weren't able to get us checked in apparently they'd been sold out from the night before and our room wasn't ready yet so we had to then take our luggage across Fremont over to the Four Queens which in the in the grand scheme of life isn't a isn't a bad problem, particularly when we were getting drop dropped off somewhere around the gosh what was it probably (laughs) 11 a.m. noon marker yeah might have been been a little earlier than that but point being is it was it was still relatively early very easy to to take your luggage over to four queens and and get it dropped off at the at the bell desk what makes it a little bit less convenient though is when you need to pick up your bags and fremont street has really come to life and it's picked back up and, and there are lots and lots and lots of people on fremont street then having to take your luggage from the four queens to binions that got a little hairy and my my wife may or may not have uh rolled over some woman's foot with her luggage uh, and Oops. I don't believe my wife was appropriately apologetic to the woman <laughs> her, I think her exact response to me was bitch should have been walking faster and I wouldn't have to go around her so, that sounds like something she would say <laughs> So, but the, ho- but the room in and of itself quite a nice room you know Mark you got the opportunity just as we were checking out and we'd packed everything up and we were about to leave the room to see it what did you think I mean nice hardwood floor nice space little weirdly laid out between where the TV was against the one side of the wall and the bed on the other side of the rectangular wall but all in all it was you know it's a nice room yeah I mean it, it had charm to it I mean I don't know how much function some of that that charm had to it like they had an old <laughs> clock radio in there not even a clock radio just an old-timey radio and uh uh, your wife had commented that, you know, you would think that this is a, a, a newer 
a hotel or whatever, I guess renovated, that that would be some sort of functional USB thing. Nope, it was just an old time radio. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll tell the listeners the same thing I said to you, which is, would we stay there again? Absolutely. Uh, I would need to know what the price point was at that, at that particular time because we stayed there Saturday and Sunday night. On Saturday, it was a $130 room. On Sunday, it was like a, a $50 room. For 50 bucks, I would probably stay there again. As a matter of fact, I'd even go so far as to say between given the option of a comped room at Main Street Station, a comped room at Golden Gate, or paying $50 a night for an Apache hotel room, I'd actually probably pay the 50 bucks a night for the for the Apache room versus oh. getting it for free at Golden Gate or or Main Street Station. So really interesting. That is how yeah, just I to would, put it. In perspective. That is how I would describe that. It, it reminded me of the type of rooms that they have at Golden Gate, where they're just oddly shaped. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as tiny. No, not as tiny, <laughs> but still oddly shaped. Okay. So what do we do after that? Once we got settled in, gambling. It was just gambling for yeah, the rest gambling, of the night? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, you guys ended up going to 8 East at some point. We did. All right. We'll talk about that. It was yummy. <laughs> Karen, you probably <laughs> remember a little better than I do what all we ordered um, because Jason and I each got our own respective flights, uh, Japanese whiskey flights, and then shared. So we wound up having approximately six ounces, six ounces or more of Japanese whiskey. So a lot plus cocktails on top of it. So uh, my memory is a little a little hazy. I, I know we had... Shoot, I don't even remember what we had. Can you kind of help jump my memory? <laughs> well, so I know we got some of the um, the dumplings, and I think we got the. I know we had some bao buns. I think those were the duck bao buns. Um, we had the crispy chicken skins, which were oh, yes. fantastic. May have been the best thing we ordered, and everything everything was wonderful. But for the listeners at home, she's not kidding. It truly was the crispiest of crispy mm. you know what I, yeah. I liken it to is almost like somebody took a rotisserie chicken removed that that succulent skin off from the from the rotisserie that starts to get crispy and deep fried oh it. yeah then so it zapped it. all the last of the fat out of it and it was nothing but just oh god thinking about it now yeah I know I, I kind of want to go back uh, we got lamb chops uh, and then your wife got a ramen bowl and oh, yep, then right. I got the brisket fried rice. I did not get it Vital Vegas style, just out of principle. Um, <laughs> and then and Jason got the um, lobster fried rice. And so we all just sort of shared. I mean, a lot of it was shared plates anyways. But yeah, even because we only got the three entrees, we were passing around bowls and plates and trying a little bit of everything. Um, it was delicious. I mean, it was delicious. I want to, and I, I think we had the like the right amount of people because you know, so for four of us again, what did I rattle off like seven or eight different things that we all got to try, and it was all wonderful. So, but you weren't you weren't overly thrilled with your um, Japanese whiskey flights, though, right? I, I was not. I was not. I I thought I enjoyed Japanese whiskey more than I thought I did. I did not appreciate just how smoky, peaty is is maybe the a better way to phrase it a la some of those um scotches that i'm, I'm not elay scotches that i'm not much a, a, of a fan of i'm glad i i got them mm-hmm. one of these days i should go back to the website and actually print off so that i know what i enjoyed uh <laughs> and, and, and and tasted the the food and, and and the cocktails 
were just stellar. Yeah, the I were really get good. why Vital Vegas is there all the time for that food, but more so, he's not joking. Scott's not playing around when or, or, or blowing smoke at anybody when he says the prices are so reasonable. You're going to wonder why ever eating, why ever eat anywhere else because yeah. it's. I think we did the math. And we, after tax and tips, including all of the the whiskey flights, all of the cocktails with tax and tip, everybody was out the door for under one hundred and fifty dollars a person. Oh yeah, and we mine wasn't. Want, I was gonna say mine was was only like it was less than that. I don't even think we were at a hundred bucks a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll it be honest. I'm kind of repeating yeah. what my wife told me because I don't remember much of that meal. <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh Tony, this is becoming a bad habit with you. Well, I think I think the one thing that was left off this list was then the night we we ended our night at uh, the California playing fifteen dollar blackjack. Yes, we did. Oh, that's right. Yes, we did. In addition to telling folks to pack their patience when they come out to Vegas, the other thing I'm going to recommend is that they pack perhaps a little bigger bankroll than um, than they might usually be comfortable bringing out. The you know, table limits are high. It's hard to yeah. justify. No, I shouldn't say justify. It's hard to believe that we're living in a world right now in Vegas where the California can get away with minimum fifteen dollar games. Yeah. And I don't and I'm not right. talking about just like blackjack, but the carnival games that you can almost always reliably get for five bucks, you know, three card poker, four four to the flush, that that Texas Hold'em table game, usually five dollars, right? So if if you can't find anything else, you can play a carnival game for five bucks. Not not right now. Table game uh, craps are fifteen and twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's unheard of yeah. to be able to get away with those kind of minimums, uh, particularly downtown. But that's that's what they can do right now. And I said this a thousand and one times during the trip, so I apologize to the listeners that were <laughs> were out in Vegas vacation and heard this. As my mama taught me when I was a kid, you gotta make hay while the sun shall still shine. Okay, kids, the alcohol's <laughs> finally kicking in. You got to make hay while the sun still shines. And right now, that's exactly what Vegas is doing there. The demand is there. They can get away with charging 15 and twenty five dollar minimums for craps, um, even downtown at at California. So pack a little extra uh, bankroll. But man, did we have fun? We did. And I will say that that Fremont in and of itself was was packed. I mean, there were so many people down over the weekend. It was kind of crazy, which, again, is awesome to see. You know, it's a it good is. problem to have, but uh, yeah, it was it was wall to wall people in the evenings. I think the only other highlight that we missed was we, and it was really just a re reaffirmation that they have some of the best chicken fingers in uh, in Vegas. Was when we when we had uh, late night dinner at uh, Whiskey Liquor Up. Oh yeah, we did because we had to go eat before. Um, well, so we did that on on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I did that out of order. Okay. But yeah, we 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 did do that when we were downtown too, and they were still delicious. Yep. yep. All right, so that brings us to Sunday, and Sunday we had the Patreon pregame at the Legacy Club. We st- that's that's what kicked off our festivities. The gift bags. Talk about what people got for their gift bags, Karen. And so I have to give a huge shout out to uh, at Raising Las Vegas because she really kind of helped pull all these together. But there were um, three of your favorite Twix. Twit pick of the week pictures winners mm-hmm. that um, were made into postcards. Mm-hmm. There was a little vinyl 360 Vegas um, sticker. There was a 360 Vegas um, poker chip and a 360 Vegas pin from Battleborn Pins. Yep. 
and we yeah. gave that out. So the, this Patreon pregame, we just wanted to do something a little extra special for. It, it was only for a handful of people. I think we had what eight people with us. We ten, had ten. Ten people. Yeah. Um, and it, it it was just a little something extra that we could give back to all the people who have supported us for all this time. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice if we could have done it for a lot more people because right. we did have, you know, a lot of folks that were a little late to the RSVPs that, that mm-hmm. wanted to go, but. Um, unfortunately, yeah, we couldn't couldn't get as many in as we wanted to. But oh, uh, you know what else we did is we got we everybody, everybody got a round cocktail. of drinks. Yeah, we did, um, which was fun to try. They have some fantastic. Yes, they do cocktails. Up that paint the town red is delicious. Yes, it was. What was the one that you were obsessed with, Tony? Uh, it was called um, uh, I think Desert Sunset. Oh, and right, yep. just wonderful. Just wonderful. As a matter of fact, there might be a couple of cocktails that uh, show up on the old Patreon nice. 360 cocktail <laughs> videos coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, so you were over there talking with the bartender for a good minute. So yeah, yeah. Hint, <laughs> yeah. hint for those aren't signing up yet to get these uh, videos. <laughs> so after the pregame, well, first of all, at the Legacy Club, let's talk about the Legacy Club. That view is pretty. Oh, the view epic. is is unbelievable. Yeah. And it is a, you know, it's a 360 view, which is kind of ironic. And our, <laughs> our um, hostess, waitress, I don't know what they want to be called, our server, um, Taylor, was awesome. Yeah. I mean, she did a great job because, again, there were, I think, I don't know, 12, 13 of us running around there or something. And, mm-hmm. and she did a great job of getting everybody their drinks. And um, I wish I could remember for the life of me, she had another girl that was helping her out. And I can't remember her name. Tony, <laughs> tell people what they told you when, when you first got up there. So to, to, for the listeners to truly appreciate the, the stupidity of what I'm about to tell you, I got to tell you the, the first part, which is when you make a reservation, you actually have to prepay a certain dollar amount. So when we pre bought these, 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 um, seats, these reservations, I broke it up between a table of eight under my name and a table of four under Mark's name. Right. For the table of eight under my name, it was a $300 no, deposit was, I had to put down. It was down. a $200 deposit. Excuse me, $200. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, $200 plus 100 under Mark's name. Now, to be very, very clear, you then get that money as a credit towards your yeah, final it's, bill. It's very similar to a cabana. Uh, whatever yes, you pay yes. for a cabana basically goes towards food and beverage. De- depending on where you get the cabana. Because not true. everybody does that, right. but yes. And so you're going to get your money back at Legacy Club, assuming that everybody orders one to two drinks ish, uh, you know, between, between themselves. So, so that was fine. Right. But if you get at 10 or more, they add an additional $100 on top of the overall. So again, if you make a reservation of 10 or more, they then add an additional $100, you know, thank you for wanting to spend your money here with us surcharge on top of it. And so that's why I broke it up between a party of eight and a party of four. So when I get there and we're kind of getting folks seated, the, the hostess uh, kind of, you know, walks up to me and she says, so, um, so sir, just so you know, we did ultimately end up combining your party of eight and your party of four into one big group and, and put you in a spot that can accommodate all, all 12 of you. But please understand in the future, anytime you do a, a party of 10 or more, we do charge an additional $100 surcharge. And of course, I'd had a few drinks in me, shocker. Oh, no. <laughs> and I looked her straight in the eye and I said, 
No, I know you do. That's why I broke it up between eight and four, <laughs> because that doesn't make any sense. You're going to serve 12 of us, whether you have to walk from one side of the room to the other side of the room to oh. deal with the eight on one and the four on the other. I said, I appreciate that you put us together. That was very gracious of you. Thank you. But I, that doesn't make sense to charge a hundred bucks just to charge a hundred bucks. And she looked at like clearly no one had had either called her out on it or, or pointed out the, the ridiculousness. And I know she doesn't make the, the rules. rules. So I, right. I was very, very kind about saying it to her, but I was very clear to her. Go back and tell your, I mean, I didn't say go back and tell your manager, but the, the way I phrased it was you should go back and talk to management because people can get around this real easy. And she looked at me, she goes, well, okay, but just remember for next time <laughs> to our table. So, so be careful, gang. I'm just, you know, a way to a workaround is to break it up between two different groups. And, um, and what I had done when I made the reservation is I made my reservation for the eight. And then when I made Mark's reservation for the four, I just put in the comment box, which they've got there. Are there any special instructions we should know about? I said, please place me as close to Tony Snyder's table as possible we know those and folks and like to hang out with them if possible. Right. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have to combine us. It was very, very nice that we did. And we tipped appropriately. We wound oh, yeah. up essentially giving the money that could have been a, 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 a an add on fee to the waitresses. Right. And I don't know if they would have gotten that hundred bucks, but our thought was, is let's tip extra, extra well for these ladies. Cause they were, I mean, we were never for want of anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they, they, they were, did. The they service really, was fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, we only did the Legacy Club for an hour because then we had the official big meetup at uh, the meet and greet at Vegas Vicky's. And I've got to say, I think it's it's if it's not the biggest, it's one of the biggest that we've ever had. And and thankfully, we were concerned that Vegas Vicky's wasn't going to be able to accommodate us. And they were able to more than they accommodate did. us. It yeah. was awesome. They did a great job. And, and it, I, I was concerned, too, because we had talked about maybe having to move to the overhang bar or something if we couldn't fit everybody in. But it worked out. And um, it was so awesome to see so many people. Oh, yeah. A lot of them, you know, have, have been there before. But we had quite a few um, newbies this time, too, which was great. And I think it was just a great way to sort of break the ice with everybody and um you know just kind of like all right kick things off well now it's that's what was great about it is that it, it wasn't just people lining up to see us or something it's like they're meeting each other they're they're mingling with each other and it was so great to see somebody that was on one end of the uh of of the bar area end up at the other end of the bar area talking with talking completely to somebody different else. people yeah uh, i i i love it i get such a kick out of it uh, if you ever want to catch an easter egg though uh you'll pay attention to me while while we're there because uh, a lot of times during those meet and greets, I just kind of step back and smile that like <laughs> the idea w uh, of this show and everything was we want to show you the best of Vegas. And now we just happen to meet some of the best people that come that that come to Vegas. And now it's like, oh, my God, we know these awesome people. We got to show them to other awesome people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that really is what it is. I mean, it's it, it's these have turned into so much more of a they're, all, they're like family reunions at this yeah, point. Yeah, they really are. They really are. What a nice, what a really great way to assess the folks that are coming there. They're not, they truly aren't. And and I want anybody who's never been to a 360 Vegas vacation to know people aren't showing up to see Tony, Mark, and Karen just to see Tony, Mark, and Karen. Oh, no, definitely I mean, maybe not. the newbies are, maybe <laughs> the newbies are because they don't know anybody else. But when I think about the Rob and Kathy's or the Joey Gibson's of the world, the the, 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 the uh, Becky and, 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 and Ryan's who show up time after time after time after time, they're not coming to see us. They no. are truly coming to see each other. Right. And, and family reunion is a brilliant way 
to encapsulate what these what these get-togethers are. And I gotta say, just like my uh, family reunions, people seem to find me a lot more. Um, tolerable when they get me tanked and so thank you thank you thank you to all of the listeners or when they thought tanked. it was appropriate to buy me a drink yes yeah yes, much appreciation, I, much appreciation if we, i didn't drink my we did have plenty of cocktails through the uh, entire vegas vicky menu you guys got me really really close and, and i'll and i'll follow up with that storyline in just a little bit yeah. so oh but i do want to call it because we had one um new Vegas vacation participant this time and I know his name is Mike I cannot remember where he's from but he just started listening to the show like two months ago and and he started at episode 157 something like that so I mean he sort of started middle in and had been binge listening and then I think he said he saw it on Twitter. People were talking about this meetup and he's like, what the heck are they talking about? And so he goes to the website. He sees the Vegas Vag- Vegas Vacation 10 stuff. He literally booked his trip two days before. Wow. And awesome? I was just like, dude, that is incredible. That and is. so, I mean, it's so flattering. Like, yeah. number one, I've said it before, the fact that people you know, spend their hard earned vacation time to come up to Vegas because we say, Hey, we're going to do some stuff. Right. Amazes me. But then the fact that, yeah, that, that Mike was like literally booked it two days before to come out, um, was just, it's so flattering. And and I hope he had a great time. He seemed to be having a great time. So yeah, Vegas Vicky's lasted, the meet and greet lasted much longer than they normally last because we were just having so much fun that we weren't ready to move on. Normally somebody starts to get the itch to gamble. And this time I think we only lost a handful of people to that itch. We lost a couple, but you know, that's, that's to be expected. They're on vacation. They can go do what they want to do. That's, you know, I got a really, really nice text. I hope they don't mind me um, calling them out on the podcast since they privately texted me this, but, uh, Brian Antonia sent me a text message uh, today saying they had so much fun at these meetups. They missed out on a couple of the different uh, group gaming opportunities because they just found themselves staying put at these meetups yeah. to just continue talking to, yeah. to all of our mutual friends that we have all come to know and love. And I thought that's what these are spo- like. These meetups are supposed to be about your opportunity to just sit, especially after being locked down for 15 months to just sit and be with friends again. I thought, what a really kind co- uh, compliment. They, they just, they, they thanked us again. And so thank you to, to Brian and Tanya for, for being one of the, like one of the all right. Like they showed up at the first one and they've, never missed one since i i might be remembering a little off but not too far <laughs> not yeah. too far huh? so at some point we did finally move on to do some group gaming and we started off at golden gate because they had had what a 15 dollar table 15 dollar table um but then we've got to give some thanks to julian from uh the vegas confessions podcast Huge because thanks. he uh he went over to plaza and with his connections ended up finding a, a 15 dollar table that he said hey if you can make that ten dollars, I can I can fill that table up. Yeah. And uh, he was able to to get them to change the the table minimum, and and we accommodated. Yeah, so we moved everybody over. So yeah, huge thank you to Julian for that because um, it really was so much fun. Because that that table again, ten. It's amazing the difference ten to fifteen dollars makes on a on a craps table. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was a blast. And we had that table full, and and we're having a, a good old time. Some people won a good amount of money. There were some yeah. good rolls at that. I did too. Yeah. Did you? Oh, congratulations. That's cool. Because it seemed like people were just, you know, a little up or a little down, but but not anything too extreme. But if you walked away as a winner, that's one of the things I was chatting with Tim Lawson about is, you know, it's always fun to go on a bit of a heater at the craps table. There's there's nothing that really, at least in my opinion, encapsulates that that high that I assume you must get from like 
heroin or, or, or crack because, you know, I hear the term chasing the dragon that you're always trying to get that same sort of euphoria the first time you have it. I would make the argument you can get that same euphoric feeling time after time after time when you're on a heater at Vegas. But what really what really puts it over the top is when you're there with a entire table of friends. Yeah. So it's not just you and a bunch of strangers winning together, which don't get me wrong, is fun. But when it's you and some of your closest friends all together going on a heater, that's just the best. That is the best thing ever. Yeah. Just the, we even, just, we even got a little punch happy, a little punch drunk uh, there. Because what we were doing for a while is when everybody would hit a point, the whole table would do the wave. <laughs> would do the wave. Yeah. So I don't know why that started, but we, we had it down to a science. And I know we were like shaming people on the other end of the table. Right. And they didn't they make it all the way around. Yeah. But yeah, oh, it, it's great. <laughs> we had it. so much fun. Uh, actually, Tony had a little too much fun, didn't he? Uh, so it was a funny thing. I, I because we have such incredibly generous friends that wanted to uh, proffer a, a, a thank you for what you do cocktail for us. Uh, I, I, I thought it rude to ever say no. So I there <laughs> go. I almost made it through the Vegas Vicky cocktail menu. And uh, I got to a point where I was standing there and I thought, well, we're not on a river boat in Chicago, so I know I can't blame the swaying underneath my feet on the on the boat. This must be a me problem. <laughs> and I finally thought to myself, I don't want to be ill and or pass out at this craps table. That would be insanely uh, embarrassing. So I went and found my wife and I said, listen, sweetheart, I'm going back to the room. I'm going to call it a night. I'm just going to go pass out. And, and I did, I took off, I, I won a couple of bucks. Um, but I think I, I think I took off before things really got, uh, super hot for the, the rest of the, uh, uh, players. So again, part of the reason why I just love getting to hear these stories that people won like yourself, Mark, well at these events. Cause that's, God, that is such a cool, cool feeling. Yeah, we were all having so much fun at group gaming. Karaoke didn't even happen. Or no. if it did, we haven't heard anybody report back at, <laughs> that uh, that they they did karaoke at the Cat's Meow. So I guess that's something we'll have to put back on our... Uh, I think I think you might have to look at, at how you're spacing these events out because I think you only had like an hour built in for Vegas Vickies and I think we were there at least double that. And, oh, yeah. And then, you know, a little bit of group gaming and then pulling everybody away to do karaoke. And I think you got to look at maybe padding the time in between some of these things or not trying to cram too much into one right, evening. Right. So then that makes up Sunday. Um, did you do anything else? I, I know I ended up hanging out with, uh, with Mike C and watching uh, spandex nation, <laughs> which was pretty good cover band of, uh, of like eighties hair metal stuff. It was fun. Yeah, no, I, I was just at the craps table and I probably stuck around a little bit too long. Cause I think I gave back most of what I won, but uh, yeah. no, it's when, uh, when Mike's, you know, lovely wife, came to find me and she's like, I think we need to go grab our husbands off of Fremont. <laughs> uh, so she and I came out and, and grabbed you guys and we just went back to the room and crashed. Yeah. So then next brought us Monday and the first thing we had planned for Monday was banger brewing, which has become a staple of something that we, we seem to do every time. We're already right. down there just before we're getting ready to, to pack up so we can move down to the strip got to hang out at banger. And well, and it was a little weird this time because normally, you know, you, we just wander in and take over tables and now they're asking you to check in and right. they sort of seat you. And so I think there were seven or eight of us when we first got there, like right when they first opened right. and they're like, well, how many are you going to have? And we're like, well, we're, we've got like eight now. We could have another, you know, four, six, eight, 
show right. up. We don't, we don't know. Um, but then again, they were super accommodating and the, uh, the bartender was on top of it. Um, you know, she, she got, kept the drinks flowing and mm. delicious as always. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So then the next thing that we had to do, wait, wait a minute, was there anything else noteworthy, Tony? Uh, no, no. And uh, all I will say is there are a couple of drinks there that sh- if they're not your go to friends or if you want to go and try some really cool beer that's a little off, meaning off is in that something I think you can get in a lot of places. That Morning Joe that seems to be oh, infused yeah, with so coffee good. bean, I, yeah. I, I imagine, because there's a nice little hint of it there. And what's the uh, there's a jalapeno one as El well. El Jefe. It has a nice little bite to it. Yeah, the Jefe. It just there's I, I know why we go back there. We go back there because it's just fun to get to drink these beers that at least for me, I can only experience at Binger Brewing on Fremont Street in Las Vegas. Well, right. and you were a little surprised because again, I'm not a huge craft beer person, but they do have um, a couple of really good hard ciders there in the menu. And Tony, you were surprised because you tried the first one that I got, which was the basil mint hard cider. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember you being, you know, kind of sc- skeptical when you tried it, but it was very light and refreshing. And I think it was perfect on a what was a, a very hot um, day in Vegas in June. Yeah, it was. A I concur. Hot day. I, I, and what I, but it, mm, sorry, let me try that again. What I specifically <laughs> said to you was, I would never have ordered this, but this is so good now that I've tried it. I would order this. Yeah. Mm. It, it's good. It's a it's a yummy one. So there are options if you're not a craft beer drinker, folks. Just want to put that out there. So we didn't stay at Banger very long, or at least not as long as we have in the past, because we had uh, a performance <laughs> that we had to get ready for. Yes. <laughs> so what we did is we rallied back to our house and swapped out some luggage, grabbed some uh, some. Uh, I don't grab, know what you grab the, the supplies for the go. cocktail event. And uh, we went and checked in at Luxor, but we had a problem, didn't we, Karen? We had a, we had a slight issue. Um, so, so we, again, we left uh, Banger at like one o'clock. Um, by the time we got back to the house, swapped everything out, Tetris everything into the back of the car so we could get it down to, to Luxor um, and got to Luxor. It was probably a little after 2.30. And then it was waiting to get a bellhop. So we got a guy. Um, and then finding the VIP check-in, which there right. currently isn't one, is, so, is, the, is the secret. So this was a little bit of a fail. Part of the reason, um, and I think we talked about this, you know, Mark and I booked the presidential suite um, for a couple of reasons. One, it, you know, we needed a place to do the cocktail event. And then number two, it was our 25th anniversary. So we figured, why the hell not? Um and it was so big because it has two master suites that we invited Tony and his wife to just stay with us, which would make it super easier for the cocktail event, too. Um, but what, one of the things they tell you about on the website when you're booking this is you have a separate VIP entrance. Right. You can check in whenever you want to. Like, they really sell this whole, you know... VIP experience. Right. Um and again, for a lot of reasons, but they basically, the long and short of it was where they told us the VIP desk, check-in desk was, there was literally nobody there. Right. And this was, again, the cocktail hours at four o'clock. We're now like a quarter to three. Um, and we've got to get upstairs and get everything set up. Um, so, oh, what was the bellhop's name? Was it Barry? Barry. Barry. Mm-hmm. Nice God memory. bless Barry. Um, he basically, so the first time he went to ask like the desk manager, you know, hey, where's the VIP? These people are, you know, they have the presidential. We need to check them in. The The desk manager pointed to the end of the check-in line, which yeah. was, I mean, just weaving people. Right. So Barry basically told, like, the next people that were in line to check in said, hey, I apologize. These are VIPs. They're going next. So at least he got you up to the front of the line. Right, right. Um, then 
when you know they finally got up to the desk, they said, "Well, your room's not ready." Because um, again, this is a little quarter to three. Technically, it's a three o'clock check-in, and we're like, "Well, we we need to get into the room." Um, well, no, I'm sorry, it's not ready. And oh, it's occupied. And the people that are in it um, asked for a late checkout at three p.m. And we're like, "Okay, this is a problem." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, we can we can downgrade you to the next largest so it was suite, like half the size." Well, it was less. Yeah, it was less than half yeah. the size. And we're just like, "No, that's that's not going to work. This is what we booked. This is what we paid for. This is what we're going to get." Long story short. Um, after we, we didn't have to get, we were just like, no, that's not going to happen. You need to let us in. We were, we were right. still very nice and polite. Um, but turns out they apparently have a second presidential suite, um, that they were showing. I don't know who they're showing it to, but, um, as the, you know, finally the desk manager that originally told you to go to the end of the line was on the phone with the, um, overall property general manager about this and said, okay, you, we just finished showing this one. You can have that. Perfect. Great. So after a little bit of stressful drama checking in, it all worked out. We got up to the room. They brought the luggage up right away. Um, I mean, I guess ultimately we did get a VIP experience because they did make sure that we got what it is we asked for. We just had to pull some teeth to do it. Well, it wasn't even what we asked for. It's what we paid for. That's the part that sort of pisses me off. And should be noted that, that once all this drama was done and we got checked in and, you know, went to head up to the room, the couple that was next in line that to check in that you were, you cut in front of, I hate to say it, but yeah. we did. Um, they were still waiting Oof. in the same spot. They hadn't even gotten up to the desk to try to get started checking in. So their whole check-in process was just a disaster. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a running theme. Everybody is understaffed right now. You're going to have to be patient because, 24-hour uh, open places aren't open 24 hours, and yeah. the people that are, like, we were, well, we'll talk about uh, uh, Pyramid right. Cafe here in a minute, but uh, so we had to, as you just said, we had to hurry up and, and set up for uh, for the cocktails live, so we just had a quick lunch down at Luxor's Food Court, basically just so we could throw anything in us. We needed food. Yeah. yeah. We, we knew. I mean, we were about to serve four cocktails. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I think we have had something right after that. I think there was a meet and greet that we couldn't miss because it was with the, you know, the 360 Vegas family. So all the other podcasts and stuff were there too. So we knew, you know, we needed to get some food in us. So yeah, we just grabbed it at the food court and you know, it is what it is. Yep. And then we ended up having the 360 Vegas live cocktails. Why don't you guys explain to people what, what we're talking about when we, when we, we did this, what what did we do? Tony, do you want to start? Sure. So I had emailed to Karen and then we've subsequently had text conversations back and forth of the four cocktails that I I thought would be a lot of fun for people to get to try. Three of them were cocktails that folks would that were Patreon subscribers would already have been at least familiar with if they watched the videos. One of them was the Sinatra Smash. One of them was the Bally's Old Fashioned. And one of them was a Vesper. The fourth one is, was a new-to-them cocktail called the King McCong, and that's the one that had the pecans and the, and the uh, banana chips soaking in the, in the Jameson. Mm-hmm. So Karen and my wife were just like the best. I mean, my wife's terms, <laughs> not mine, barbacks. Right. Like they had, they were just bringing shit out. I, I, I was for want of nothing. If I'm like, gosh, I think I might need Karen was like, Nope, it's right there. And if I said, Oh, but I need to go grab it. My wife was like, no, no, look over here. We got it sitting right there. Like it was just, it was so much fun because it was a truly, it was just, it was, it was a group effort 
putting these cocktails together. But essentially what we were doing is we were going through one by one. It took about two hours to get through this. But we we didn't want to get everybody plastered. We didn't right. want to, we we didn't want to serve about four drinks in about twenty five minutes and then send everybody out out is there you know, <laughs> getting ill all over the place. It was fun because we could put together a drink. The but again we we had batched all of these things. So we only had to demonstrate just a couple of them for the folks, particularly the ones that wound up being a bit um audience participation so why don't i shut up and and karen i'll let you kind of jump in because you were the main factor in them having the tools they needed for right. audience participation so so for everybody that attended they got uh, a little bag um and inside the bag were a couple of things one there were recipe cards um for the four cocktails we were doing um that also had a, sp- a space to write notes so if they wanted to you know take down oh this is how you make pecan simple syrup and that kind of stuff um they got a muddler which was part of the uh, group participation because they actually muddled their own mint and blackberries for the Sinatra smash. They got um, an etched cocktail glass that has the 360 Vegas logo etched into it. They got a little um, (sighs) eyedropper bottle, tincture of um, the coffee bitters that we made. And then they got a little spice jar that included that had a mix of spices like cinnamon, cinnamon, um, star anise, cloves, and allspice. That then, as part of this, Tony, you explained to them how they could make their own bitters with that jar. And I think that was everything that was in the gift bags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as we were, so they they used the glasses um, to taste the cocktails, and then we were rinsing them out in between. Uh, and then, like I said, the the group participation was on the Sinatra Smash, where they got to muddle their own stuff. Um, and then, you know, we poured, finished off the drinks for them. And then, um, I think the other thing that that was really interesting that I heard a couple times. So that that new cocktail, the the King Mekong, um, again, bananas, pecans. It was you know, a huge hit. It was a really big. It was a huge hit, and that one was a good call, Tony, because I had a couple folks that said. You know, I never would have ordered this if I saw it on the menu because you're thinking, you know, right. Jameson and bananas and pecans. And yeah, I don't know about this. It's a tasty drink. Like yes, that's that's one because I still have some Jameson at the house that's infused. So um, <laughs> not too. it wouldn't be too hard for me to whip up another batch of that pecan simple syrup and have that cocktail a time or two. Um, so, yeah, it just I think everybody had a good time. Like I said, we, we spaced out the cocktail. So it was kind of like, you know, you demo and, and make one and then everybody chit chats and ask questions and then you do the second one. And so it, it, it was spaced out pretty good. It, I thought it actually went. Oh, really I, well. I thought the event was a, was a huge hit. You know, it, it, it was everything that we wanted it to be. And <laughs> the reception was everything that we, yeah, I think folks had be. a, folks had a great time with it. And I, I do think that, you know, as we started talking about the cocktails and I was kind of running in my head through the list of everything that we needed to get done for this and, and what we had to bring up to the room, I was like, I hope this is going to work because if not, this is going to be a, right. like a gigantic disaster. But I think, uh, I think between the three of us, you know, Mark just hung out and talked to people, um, which is fine. That was what he said he was going to do. Yep. But I think well, the- that's exactly Mark's job. Mark's Mark is ultimately the host of hosts. So my, our, our job was to let Mark be a host. 
and talk to folk and we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll deal out these little things of, of, of pouring stuff into a glass, but let Mark be Mark and, 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 and chat with the folks that paid $65 to sit around and, you know, right. let us pour drinks into their glass. It were, it could not have played out in my mind any better than it did. And I mean that sincerely, I didn't know what to expect and yet <laughs> it, it was still even better than I had hoped in my in my mind's eye how that would have played out it, it was it was super some one of you two made the comment um or at least heard some comments and i, I don't want to steal your thunder somebody was uh, said something to one of you about the value of doing a cocktail event versus a whiskey tasting because it opens it up a little bit more to, to participants. Yes. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I do want to say something about the, the cost of it because we, we had a bit of a debate and discussion about, um, you know, $65, you know, for these folks to come, which was part of the reason why the, the gift bags had so much stuff in them. Um, well, and they also like they also got to see that suite and, and right. be they did part get, of the presentation. And, and and if you think about it, four cocktails in Vegas for sixty five dollars is pretty reasonable for craft cocktails yeah. as well. But it, I I think the experience side of it is what I hope people you know really felt like it was a good value of what they were getting. Um, and then yeah, to to Tony's point, we did have a couple of folks say. You know, um, my wife is not a big whiskey drinker, so she wouldn't have had any interest in this. But, um, you know, she she likes cocktails. And so, you know, this I do think it opened it up for more people um, to participate, which I thought was great. Right. So once the the cocktails live was over, we had the 360 Vegas family meet and greet at Central Bar at Luxor that featured Las Vegas gal, Vital Vegas tipping was tipping the odds there. They were not. Oh. But at least if they were, they did not introduce themselves as hosts. Agreed. I, that's what I thought. No. I'm like, did I miss them? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing them. No. Uh, well, they were supposed to be featured there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tipping uh, the better life uh, was also featured as well as Jake from the Guest List podcast. And that, once again, this is another thing like Vegas Vicky's that are, the meet and greet lasted yeah. way longer than we expected it to it because did. everyone was having so much fun just talking and drinking and having a good time. Right. Right. And again, it's, that's fine by me. If the schedule yeah. gets blown up. I'm okay with exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. The only problem that we ran into is group gaming after that, because when we looked around, we couldn't find any $10 tables. No, there were tw- It was like a $20 minimum at Luxor. Yeah. So we started to move over to Excalibur, but before we even started to make our way over there, we were still kind of lingering and hanging out with people. Right. Um, well, and then we needed to eat. Um, oh, that's right. We did. So, need to eat. so it was one of those things where we're like, okay, you guys go, you know, we, we need more substantial food than what we grabbed at the, right. at the food court. So we were going to, you know, grab a bite. We went up to Diablo's right. up on the second floor and then we're going to meet up with everybody after. But then through, through Twitter and stuff, we're seeing that the group moved to Ellis Island and that's just, which is great. And I, you know, I yeah. think they actually ended up in Paris later than that. I think they moved around a couple of times. They? Yeah. But I think for us, it was just kind of one of those things that again, this is still a vacation for all of us as well. And so we right. were kind of like, yeah, I don't want to Uber or I'm not hopping in my car to drive over to Ellis Island. So we decided to pretty much call it a night. Yeah, I think at chill. that point we were, we were pretty, what did you think about Diablo's? I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought I thought my tacos were fantastic. I'd absolutely eat there again. It was the food was good, yeah. the service was. I, I'd actually make an argument that the some of the best service we got was <laughs> at Diablo's. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that fellow that was our server, he man, he was Johnny on the spot. There, we were almost for want of nothing yeah. while we were there. Definitely the most prompt service that we got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the whole time we 
Well, I would say in Vegas, but we're always in Vegas. <laughs> right, so right. I'd love to ask anybody that participated in the group gaming uh, over at Ellis Island to let us know what happened if you moved over to Paris. I'd just love to, uh, like I said, we, we love hearing all of your great stories. We love creating this event yeah. so that you can meet all the cool people that we've met and then we can all be cool together. I'm pretty sure that the, the Better Life told me that, again, they, they went to Ellis Island um, and they only have one craps table and then somehow they ended up at Paris uh, where I think he said it, you know, it was a, it was an empty table, but it was also a limit that everybody was comfortable with. I don't remember what he said it was, right. but then I think he said it, it just was bad. Like everybody just, nobody was, was hitting points and it one at 15, man, that hurts. Yes, that does. Oh, it sure does. It hurts quick. It sure does. I, 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 am unwilling to pay that kind of money. Even $10 for a craps table is a little, uh, is a little high for me because listen, you, 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 you put your pass line bet out there even it with just one times odds, if you get somebody who who sevens out after they make point, you've you've just lost thirty dollars right. or fifty, depending on if it's a twenty five dollar table. I mean, in, in yeah. nothing flat. And if you maybe put uh, you know made a combat or you place the six and or the eight at fifteen dollars a pop, I mean, you could easily run through seventy five dollars literally with a point being made and then subbing out right there afterwards yeah. and, I, and that's just that's just too much for me but Agreed. yeah i'd love to get some listener feedback on, on what kind of what they did after the uh after the 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 circum or yeah circa meet and greet so right. hopefully hopefully we put the call out and we'll we'll get some comments yep so that'll bring us to Tuesday, and Tuesday we had to get ready for another cocktails event by popular <laughs> demand, so we uh, quickly rushed downstairs to try and eat at the Pyramid Cafe, and once again, they were massively uh. understaffed. I mean, it was so bad that, like, you could, it was so easy to get angry at them because you would see the line, and you'd see how many empty tables there were in there, that yeah, place. There were a lot I mean, of empty tables. I would tables. say half that place was empty. Yeah, but there and, were people waiting. But there was a line, you know, to try and well, get but, in there. But they have this this great new feature where you can do, the, like, mobile ordering and get it to go. Right. So we decided, just given the amount of time we had to eat and then get back up to the room before people started showing up, that that's what we would do. I mean, which is a super convenient, and I know there's a lot of places in Vegas that are doing that. You just scan the QR code right. on your phone, and it pops up. So... The food was ready within the, because they told us half an hour, 45 minutes um, within the time frame that they said. And, you know, they, they brought it out and we grabbed it and went upstairs, um, realized that, that they they forgot my food completely. Right. Um, which is partially all our fault for not checking yeah. before we left. I think left. we were just excited because I think the process itself wasn't bad. Um, it, like the, the ordering and then the picking up, like once we found out where we were supposed to go to be ready for it, that we were just too happy to get it to, that we didn't think to, to double right. check it. Well, and you and I had sort of talked about, we were going to share, you know, the, the basic breakfast that you right. ordered and I just, I wanted some biscuits and gravy, but they, we didn't get that. And then the other, like this, they were picking on me because then we, we get up to the room and I had ordered a hot tea and they they gave me, they did give me three tea bags, which was great. But one of them, um, the packet was already open and it was empty. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just sitting there like, wow, they left my food. I remember off. thinking, that you, yeah, you just couldn't win. They were picking on you. You felt like Charlie Brown. Yeah, it, it was kind of one of those mornings for me. I mean, it was not a good start to the day. No. It, it, and it might have been an indication of how things were going to go, but it did get better going through. So yeah, definitely. So following that, we ended up going to, or we ended up housing the, the cocktails live. And I don't know how much more we can add to cocktails live uh, other than, you know, we, we did what we 
we did it over the again. only uh, the only thing that I would add for folks um, I know that the uh, Tim from the better life was doing some filming um, of the second one and he had actually had Tony mic'd up and so I would just say if, if folks are kind of curious as to what this looked like and and how the event went um, he's gonna put something out I think before too long from mm. from what he filmed so I'm interested to see yeah how it how it turned out so I would just give folks a heads a heads up if they're looking for that anything that you want to add Tony no, uh, no, I, I'm I'm remarkably flattered. When we first said that we were going to open up a a, a cocktail event, we're going to do away with the whiskey tasting, then we we're going to swap it out for a cocktail event. I got real nervous that we were actually going to pull this off because if four people signed up for it, uh, it you know, yeah. I, I was kind of limited by the amount of money that we pulled into to how many drinks I could actually pull off it. And I hope people understood, you know, the, the, the thing that I tell people all the time in these Patreon cocktail videos is it's not inexpensive to make these drinks. When you think about the Sinatra smash and you need to buy mint and blackberries just for the muddling, you got to buy creme de cassis. You got to buy lemons. Ask Karen about lemons. Uh, <laughs> oh, we didn't get to, I, no, we we didn't get to that, that in the, in, in the prep. Go ahead real quick. <laughs> yeah, jump let, in there, Karen. Let, no, let's let, talk finish, about why finish your thought. lemons. <laughs> finish your thought first on, on how it's, it's not inexpensive to do this. It's not inexpensive to, to buy these things. And so, so, um, you know, I understand why a lot of people will say to me, man, Tony, I just and they did. They, they said this at Vegas Vicky's. They said this at Circle Lounge. Man, I just love your videos. But sometimes it's like drinking from a fire hose trying to figure out which one to make because to go out and buy all of the ingredients that you highlight when you're making that drink is is overwhelming. And what if I don't like that drink? Now I've you know, I've, I've bought all of these a bottle things. of this and yeah, right, right. That, that I, for a cocktail that I don't necessarily much care for. I said, I, I respect that. I get it. I, I, I'll, I'll say it on the podcast. I say it on the videos only buy the, the ingredients for the cocktails that sound like things you would want to drink in and of themselves. You would probably want to drink Jack Daniels or excuse me, uh, gentleman Jack, which is the base of a Sinatra smash. So the creme de cassis is if you buy the de Kuyper's brand, which is like the bottom shelf stuff, you only need a quarter of an ounce of it. So if you only make four drinks out of it, throw it away. You're out a whopping $9 on your, on your de Kuyper creme de cassis. Always go for the things that it sounds like you would probably enjoy based on their individual ingredients to determine which ones you want to actually invest in uh, to make. Astute advice. It's yes. astute. So the, going back to the lemon story. Um, oh, I forgot about the lemon story again. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is part of the, the prep work that we did on Friday. So we needed um, a s sweet and sour syrup for one of the cocktails. And basically all that is, is a mix of, it's one part um, vanilla simple syrup to two parts lemon juice. The problem was we needed 25 ounces of lemon juice. <laughs> and we're, so we, I, we, all the fresh stuff, the mint, the blackberries and lemons, we bought that all that morning because I didn't want that to, you know, I wanted it to be fresh and in good shape. Um, and so we're at the grocery store and we're looking at the lemons and granted they were huge. These things are massive, but we're looking at, it, we're like, how many do we think we're going to need? Like how much is, is it going to take to get to 25 ounces? And we didn't, we wanted to make sure we had enough. And so I think we ended up buying like five bags of lemons. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and How many we use? Uh, three. <laughs> so I have so many lemons left over. And really, that was that was the job that I made Tony do. Because um, first, he, he needed to zest the lemons to use in the Vesper cocktail. Um, 
but, or peel them. And then it was, you know, time to start juicing. And you really just, you know, do a half a lemon at a time and juice it up and slowly watch it creep up to the marker where you need it to be. Um, but yeah, so, so Tony was getting his arm workout in with the juicers on that. But then as we got to the top and I'm looking around and I'm like, we bought a few more lemons than we need. So I just have lemons for days and I'm looking for any possible recipe that I can, I can use them in right now. So they don't go bad. <laughs> I might just juice a bunch and freeze them. So I have little like, <laughs> you know, cubes of lemon juice that I can pull out from time to time when I need them. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. So the next thing that happened, we have to thank uh, Metal Mike, is he let us know that Broadway Burger had reduced their hours. Uh, they had tradition- traditionally opened up at noon. Uh, that had been moved to five. So we just straight up canceled it You know, on, on that. Which I, I was giving you a hard time about this. I'm like, did you just look for some place that you like to eat and said, oh, hey, we're going there without even checking to see what the hours were? And you're like... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so now we know we got to. In addition to double checking Tony's math on cocktails, now we know we, we know we got to double check Mark's uh, agenda planning. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in very briefly and give Mark a little bit of um of of leeway on this. I actually think when Mark initially picked Broadway Burger, I suspect that it was open at that time. It just changed because of perhaps. Um, well, no, because remember that that wasn't that that wasn't going to be the initial spot anyway. He originally picked um, Bruxy. Yeah, Bruxy closed. Right. Well, they closed, and so Broadway Burger was like the add-on. Right. And it wasn't too long ago. I don't think that you added that on. So I don't know. I I shouldn't say Tony's trying to be nice, and I'm I'm I, not. I, so well, I apologize. I am because I'm I'm going to also then kind of set that up for the next bullet point for Mark when when he's done with with the Broadway Burger being canceled. But you know, last thing before we move on from the Broadway Burger uh, being canceled is the same thing I would circle back to as the fact that the karaoke didn't happen. You know, we tell people all the time and we and I'd I'd make an argument we fall all over ourselves to let people know things change all the time. If you want to be involved in something, you really do need to follow the hashtag to know where we're at and what we're doing because things will have, you know, change we'll we'll pivot on a dime. Right. For a while it looked like group gaming was going to wind up happening at golden gate and we and we said you know we we had forsaken the karaoke for golden gate and thanks to julian literally we pivoted and we walked over to to plaza and that's where everybody would be found these plans that we come up with for vegas vacations are are pretty set but not totally set in stone we try to keep them fluid Um, yeah yes yes exactly right so the next major event that we had since Broadway Burger got canceled is cigars at Whiskey Down at MGM, and I unfortunately was taking a nap and overslept and didn't <laughs> make this this uh, this event. So tell me, Tony, how did how did uh, cigars go? Uh, Bogan Painter saved the day. Wow. I I, I got to tell you, Bogan, you buddy are are uh, truly you saved the day. That's all I can say. When Mark and I came up with the idea of going to Whiskey Down. At that time, it was still being presented as a cigar bar on its website. At some point between when we picked Whiskey Down to have cigars at and the day that we were there, they were not any longer a cigar bar. The The humidor is still there, but it was old Mother Hubbard's cupboard. It was oh. empty. Wow. For whatever reason, Bogan Painter said to himself back in uh, South Carolina, hey, me, 
I should probably buy a box of Romeo and Julieta 1875s and bring them out to wow. uh, Whiskey Down to share with folk in case anybody wants a, a, cigar, a cigar that that is a known quantity, meaning it's mild, it won't make newbies feel ill, or, or hell, not even newbies. I, I love cigars, and I can only smoke so strong of a cigar without getting queasy from the nicotine. So, so I walk in, and I see all of our crew smoking these cigars, but Jason Gillikin had been texting me saying, they don't sell cigars here anymore. And I'm like, what do you mean they don't sell cigars here anymore? It's a cigar bar. Right. And he said, don't worry about it. Bogan's got cigars. So I, you know, I'm like, so in the meantime, of course, my wife and I were walking from Luxor over to, to MGM Grand. So I'm too busy just trying to bob and weave my way through, you know, over, over bridges and up and down escalators right. and trying to get through MGM Grand. So I, I, but long, long story short, I know <laughs> too late. Bogan <laughs> was standing effectively at the door, not literally, but proverbially staying at the door as you walked into Whiskey Down, opening up this little travel humidor saying, hi, please take a cigar. It's uh, it, it, my treat. And we all had cigars at Whiskey wow. Down. That's thanks awesome. to Bogan. Thank you, Bogan. Thank you, Bogan. I didn't realize that he'd done that. That's sweet. Yes. Yes. So, See, this is the love of our listeners. Right. They're just Absolutely. so generous. Yeah. So after uh, cigars at Whiskey Down, we had, well, we had planned group gaming. What happened with that? Well, I ended up, oh. um, I needed food. Oh. So I uh, left and had dinner um, at uh, Morimoto, which, you know. Twist my arm. <laughs> I mean, it was right there. I mean, I might as well just give it a, you know, see if I could get in, which I did it with uh, with Chris and Julie, which was awesome. And so after that, I think I was pretty much done as well. And so I, I headed back to, to Luxor. Yeah, it's, it seems like we all had an early night, didn't we? Just enjoyed the penthouse. Yeah. Well, and I, yes, we did because we all just went back and put on our our robes, our complimentary robes that they gave us and hung out <laughs> on the couch and had the TV on and we're finishing off some of the cocktails that were left over. I think, um, at least for me, it was a fun-filled, you know, three days at that point, but I think that there was a, a stress factor with hosting the cocktail thing that I was worn out. I, yeah. was, I was just really tired and, you know, it was just one of those things where I know I should go out because all these people are here, but at, at the end of the day, I know for me, I was just like, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm toast. What about you, Tony? What did you do after Whiskey Down? So we ended up leaving Whiskey Down. We being my wife, Jason, and I just bailed because, Karen, did you recognize, by the way, our blonde uh, server that we had at Whiskey Down? I did not. I, a couple people told so, me that if she was the same one that we had run into, I don't know, when we were scoping out the place. Yeah, back in February, but I didn't recognize her. Talk she, about the tale of two Vegases. So when... My wife and I went out to Vegas in in early February and worked from Vegas when we would get done with our shift. You know, the cool thing is living in I say shift, but the cool thing about living in Michigan is we're three hours ahead. So when we wrap up our workday at 5 p.m., it's only two o'clock Vegas time. Right. So by like 205, 210, Mark's like, all right, get in the car. We're going to go off and we're going to go do something fun. Right. And then Karen would 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 wrap up her day. She'd come and join the three of us. We do a whole bunch of fun stuff together. And then Mark might say, okay, I'm going to tap out Karen, you know, you and, and Tony and, and, and his wife, go do your thing together. And we wound up at, because we, we'd had dinner, the three of us at Morimoto that right. night. Yep. And so since so we were there, Karen said, well, why don't we go check out Whiskey Down? Let's just kind of see. It's 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 on the it's on the Vegas Vacation 10 itinerary. Let's just kind of go see what it's going to be like. We were the 
only table or one of the only tables in whiskey down yeah. in February when we were there. And we just could not shake this, this, the only cocktail waitress that was working. I mean, she was very, very sweet, but she was very, um, chatty, chatty, great, great way to <laughs> describe it. Yes. Then come back in, in June where Vegas is just slammed and they're just terribly understaffed and she wasn't making contact with people. She would come in and I guess she would like come in. She just immediately dropped the drinks off from her tray as fast as she could because she was running back to the bar because no doubt there was like another tray full of drinks that were likely ready for her to serve them. Right. So she couldn't, she couldn't engage with people. She wouldn't, um, you know, you couldn't get a drink. You could certainly, you know, it was, you were having a, a, a rough time getting a second round, which again, to be fair, if some people hadn't even gotten their first round, you're not even going to get your second round placed. So I had gone over, literally, you could look at one of the other casino bars at MGM from whiskey down. I just walked over there, walked straight up to the bar, gave my credit card to the bartender, ordered two beers and walked back to whiskey down oh, one for me and one for my wife wow. because <laughs> people just could not get served. Again, I don't entirely, blame this young lady a little you know a little um eye contact a little guys i, I apologize I, I i'm not ignoring you i'm just i'm i'm there's all of you guys and right. there's two of us and that's what it looked like is all they had staff for that night there was one uh brunette young lady working one side of the whiskey down establishment floor space and then there was this young lady of ours she was a blonde and, and that's how you could tell which waitress was which side because they nary did they ever cross uh. the the prime meridian let's say of, <laughs> of the of the bar so um so so jen my wife uh jason and i ended up taking off we went to another bar and we again just ordered a couple of beers from the bartender and we sat at an empty table and we just BSed about life and in the trip and our experiences and the people we got to meet. But yeah, ultimately uh, my wife and I hoofed it back over to, um, to Luxor. And it was so nice because, you know, Mark came down from the room after his nap. It was me. It was my wife. It was Mark. We were just sitting there and we could just start to decompress. And, and I don't yeah. mind, I don't mind admitting this on the podcast as much of an, extrovert as I am my wife is not my wife is is an introvert mm -hmm. and so I I said to, to to her I said listen I get how this how, how for introverts this can be a very tiring not challenging per se but just a tiring right. feeling to always have to be on to have to engage to have to you know because that that for an extrovert like me I have no problem I will talk to you guys until you're blue in the face <laughs> and you'll just be like can you can you just please Tony just please shut up shut up shut up <laughs> as you may be right now so I have just a newfound respect for for the for introverts and how um fatigued they are when they do things you know socially because as an extrovert I was just so tired and I even with my wife one point I'm just sitting there and I'm just playing video poker and I'm not talking to her right. she turns to me and she's like hey buddy what's what's going on <laughs> and I said oh no I'm I, she goes you want to go to bed I said no no I'm, I'm good I'm just sitting here having an you know just kind of decompressing she goes okay okay you know and I played five six seven more hands and then I turned to her and was like hey by the way that Tim and Kim how cool were they right <laughs> and, and, and then I'd go back and I'd play another 12, 13, 14 hands, not, you know, not talking to anybody. Then I turn around and be like, Hey, do you remember Mike and Lene when they said blah, blah, blah. It was, <laughs> it was just a really nice chance to decompress. But 
Todd Gaddis came down. And this is the yeah, best part about awesome. the whole situation. You had not yet, um, I don't think, made it back, Karen. No, I hadn't yet. I, I was I was actually got lost. Uh, it took me a while to get back after dinner because I got lost in MGM Grand and went the completely wrong direction oh, and ended I, up in the completely wrong that. corner. So That's I was easy to do. Yeah. That and I was so do. aggravated because I hate that property. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, so it took me it took me a while to get back after dinner. Well, what you missed was I got a text message from Todd. And he was like, hey, man, what are you, you know, what are you up to? And I said, well, I'm just sitting down at Central Bar with my wife and Mark, and we're just playing some video poker. And unbeknownst to me, he was staying um, at Luxor as well. And he goes, cool, do you mind if I come down and, and join you for a couple minutes? I text him back and said, no, come on down, man. Let's, let's, let's hang out. Yeah. He's sitting down there. You know, we're all just kind of chatting, uh, all the four of us. You know, nothing about, we're not solving any world's problem, but, uh, but we're, you know, we're having drinks and we're playing some video poker. And the guy gets dealt I, I, and I, I may be getting this a little bit wrong, and if I get it wrong, I'm only building it up even bigger. But he gets dealt a a, a, a flush, but of that flush, four of them were four to the royal. And he goes, "Okay, guys, okay, what do I do? Do I just do I take the the guaranteed money, accept the flush, or do I let the do I let this one particular card go and hold the four to the royal?" And of course, you know, being terrible friends like we are, we're like, "Oh no, come on, you came here to gamble, <laughs> hold the four to the royal." No, that and wasn't what you're supposed to do. Nothing happens. He misses it, and we're like, "Ah, oh, well, that's all right. That was the proper play anyway." He's like, "I know, but it's hard to throw away a flush." Yeah. Two hands later. Literally two. So he plays the next hand. Nothing happens. That next hand, he holds two to the Royal and I'll be doggone if that SOB didn't fill in the other three cards to get a Royal flush. Yeah, and that was his first one, wasn't it? Yep. His it first was ever. His first one at the quarter level. He said, he said he'd gotten one playing nickels while doing like, you know, maybe 10 play. He said, so it paid me a whopping 200 bucks. He said, this is my first like real single line, $1,000 Royal flush. And he said, I got it 15 minutes before I was going to bed to fly home the next day. Like That's he literally so awesome. took his money and ran. I don't blame him. I would have too. At that point, no you're kidding. like, all right, cashing out. Don't, don't give any of it That's back. That's a win. It is. Right there. That is Congratulations, Todd. And that, uh, that was cool. That'll sum up a uh, 360 Vegas vacation 10. Um, except that we've, uh, we've, we've still got the river to check. So let's check the river. So we do have some listener feedback. Uh, speaking of our friends, Mike and Lene, we got a PayPal donation. So what did they have to say, Karen? We did. Uh, God bless them. They gave us a karma donation. Uh, and they, they said a karma donation for our very first Vegas vacation this weekend. Looking forward to meeting everyone and having a great trip. Mike and Lene. I'm so glad they did. And yes. And so yesterday, day before yesterday, I get a text from Lene. And because I didn't know that they'd done the karma donation. I don't see those in, those in advance. And she says, uh, actually, let me pull up exactly what she said because it was perfect. Mike made a karma donation before we came out. Three royals on this trip. We will continue oh. to make them for future <laughs> trips. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Congratulations, Three. Mike That's and Lene. That is awesome. Well, and I remember um, when we did the the uh, Patreon pregame, um, you know, Mike had just hit the first one. 
Oh, okay. And he had said, because I think they'd got out on Thursday before, and he said the gambling had just been like rough and awful for him this trip. But he, he hit that one, and he was like, okay, now I'm I'm back to even. I didn't have to ask my wife for money. <laughs> That's kind of what he said. Fantastic. But yeah, congrat- thank you for the karma donation, obviously. Um, but congratulations more on, on hitting three royals in a trip. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I, I'm going to ha- uh, chime in with my own little bit of uh, quasi-PayPal karma donation that I got from our friend Jack, which is at Turbulence 2. He brought out for me a 14-year Armagnac uh, that I had never had before. Uh, he knows that I'm not much of an Armagnac sort of uh, drinker. I'm, I'm mostly bourbon, but he, God love him. He wants me to try to branch out and be a little bit more diverse. And so he brought me a, uh, a bottle of this uh, Domain Day Chiron, and I'm probably slaughtering it, but it's, I'm drinking <laughs> it right now. It's Cath cask strength which uh makes it right around the according to the bottle here 101 proof uh so that's super cool it looks like it's 50.8 uh abv by volume so that's that is super fun but anyway so sincerely jack that was incredibly gracious of you i i i could not be more appreciative and it is delicious and and you are perhaps you're gonna make an armaniac fellow uh, out of me after all <laughs> I think that's going to do it for episode number 366. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com forward slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, much like our friends Michael and Lene did, you can do it written or audio and then send it to 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360VegasTony. Karen. I am at 360VegasKaren. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. (laughs) 